I'm Dr. Dean Schroffnagel, Senior Deputy Editor for the Annals of the American Thoracic Society. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Mehdi Mercedes, Research Fellow at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Dr. Mercedes wrote a paper that appeared in the July issue of the Annals entitled Pneumococcal Vaccines, Understanding the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Recommendations. Welcome, Dr. Mercedes. Hello. Thank you very much, Dr. Schroffnagel, for inviting me to talk about this article. Uh, Dr. Mercedes, there are two types of pneumococcal vaccines and recommendations can sometimes be confusing. Could you tell me what they are and how were they developed? Uh, sure. As you know, Streptococcus pneumonia is the most common bacterial cause of pneumonia and is well known that pneumonia is the most common serious respiratory infection in the world, affecting almost 450 million people annually. It's also the leading cause of death in the developing world and in children less than five years of age. Generally, there are two pneumococcal vaccines, PPV23 and PCV13. Pneumococcal polysaccharide vaccine 23 is developed using 23 of the most common streptococcal pneumonia cell membrane polysaccharide antigens that cause invasive pneumococcal disease. And PCV13, which was developed by conjugating these antigens with diphtheria proteins to increase immunogenicity, is another one. And the reason for pneumococcal recommendation is Although pneumococcal vaccination is the best available protection against invasive pneumococcal disease, many do not receive the vaccine. The most common reason for failure of the adult immunization program include a lack of knowledge on the part of patients and physicians. To overcome this barrier and increasing the awareness of physicians, CDC has published pneumococcal vaccination recommendations. Very well. Let me just repeat that. The PPV23 stands for pneumococcal polysaccharide vaccine, 23 serotypes. So this is the one that's been used for adult physicians. We've, we're quite familiar with this. Has broad, uh, has, covers more serotypes, but the second is PCV13, which stands for pneumococcal conjugate vaccine. 13 serotypes, and because it's conjugated, it's more immunogenic. So fewer serotypes, but does a better job um, at uh, giving lasting immunogenicity. That's correct. Good. So what are the indications for PPV23? Uh, PPV23 is recommended for all individuals who are at increased risk of invasive pneumococcal disease. This includes persons older than 65 years of age and those with diabetes and other significant chronic diseases such as chronic liver disease, tobacco smoking, alcoholism, and chronic renal failure. And what about uh, PCV13? Uh, pneumococcal conjugated vaccine 13 is indicated for children and chronic uh, medical conditions, regardless of whether they may have previously received PCV7 or PPV23. 
PCV13 vaccination is also indicated for immunocompromised adults as well as individuals with cerebral spinal fluid leak, cochlear implant, sickle cell disease, or other hemoglobin disorders, congenital immunodeficiency, HIV infection, immunosuppressive therapy, including long-term corticosteroid and radiation therapy, advanced chronic renal disease, solid organ transplantation, and active cancer. Great. So let me just repeat this because to get it straight, the uh, PPV23 is indicated for higher risk individual adults, which uh, includes those over 65, whereas the PCV13 is the standard for children but is also recommended for immunocompromised because the immunocompromised have more difficulty um, developing the, uh, the successfully uh, the antibodies. Yes, very well. Good. So when, when would you give both of them? Uh, PPV23 and PCV13 should be given to persons with sickle cell disease and other hemoglobin disorders, primary inefficiency disorders, persons receiving immunosuppressive therapy, and persons with cochlear implants and cerebrospinal fluid leakage have higher risk for pneumococcal central nervous system infection, therefore should be vaccinated with both PPV23 and PCV13. And individuals receiving immunosuppressive therapy have a greater than 10-fold risk of developing invasive pneumococcal disease, so should receive both vaccinations. Simply, whenever PCV13 is indicated, it should be followed by PPV20 vaccination. Uh, PPT23, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and also, we, I might add that they should be given uh, with an, in an optimal immune status. So that would mean before chemotherapy if someone is going to, sure. uh, or any other uh, procedure that would reduce the immune status. Um, uh, Dr. Mercedes, how long do these vaccines protect? Well, protective type-specific antibody levels of PPV23 appear within two to three weeks of vaccination and decline to the pre-vaccination level about four to seven years later. The clinical relevance of this decline has not been established. But immunocompromised patients, such as those who are infected with HIV or those with lupus, have a lower antibody response after vaccination with polysaccharide pneumococcal vaccine, and antibody levels return to baseline within a shorter time interval of approximately three years. Ah. So, and what are the side effects of, of the vaccines? Uh, pneumococcal vaccination is generally safe and well-tolerated. Some individuals may experience a local adverse reaction at the injection site, including mild pain, redness, and itching, particularly after revaccination. Severe local reaction occur in up to 15% of subjects, uh, but systemic side effects, including mild fever, body pain, and chills occur in up to 35% of subjects. However, those side effects 
are easily manageable with short-term oral analgesics. Yes, my, I have several patients who complain they, quote, get the flu after the flu shot or the, uh, the pneumonia shot. And I usually just reassure them that this is a reaction to the uh, immune reaction to these uh, antigens, and uh, it's lucky that they get the small reaction now as opposed to the disease later. Speaking about influenza, though, uh, do you give the two shots together, the influenza and the pneumococcal? Is that a good idea? Yes, it is. The two vaccines can be given at the same time, ideally at the recommended time of year for influenza vaccination. It has been shown that dual vaccination with influenza and pneumococcal vaccines significantly decreases mortality in elderly people. Very good. And uh, that will do it for this podcast for the Annals of the American Thoracic Society for July 2014. Thank you, Dr. Mercedes, and thanks to the audience for listening. Thank you.